When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 174. That's right. Remember, Matt changed it up the last time we recorded. Of Red Wings Rant. We're tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, Today, we're going to be previewing our first week of uh, Detroit Red Wings hockey. So we've got the Lightning and Vancouver Canucks on tap. Uh, We're going to have an angry Lightning team coming in. And uh, I don't know, maybe a docile Canuck team. Maybe, hopefully. Probably not. They're gonna have uh, they're gonna have two games under their belt coming in. Uh, we've also got our official rosters are ready to go. We've got uh, from Ansar Khan uh, the best guesses for our first and second power play unit based on practice today. So we'll take a quick peek through at that. Uh, Mike, we have new captains to talk about. Yes. Um, and I think that that's it for news. So. Um, yeah, let's let's jump into it, Mike. How about our, our two new alternate captains? Uh, of course, uh, we already knew what was going on. Um, you know what? Real quick, Fethdar, how you doing? Fethdar, uh, good to have you. Where does Raymond fit on the power play? All right, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I I think uh, I think we're all going to be pretty happy that. Uh, well, I mean, here's here's the tease. Um, after all the hemming and hawing we did of him even making it onto the roster, like what, three weeks ago. Now he's on, uh, the first line spoiler alert for later on in the show and the first power play unit playing flank with, uh, thank God that guy panned out, huh? (laughs) Pretty bleak first line of power play unit. Let me tell you. So, but yeah, let's, let's jump into these, uh, uh, who's going to be alternate captain with, uh, with Dylan. And I, I'm, I'm super okay with it. I, uh, I I saw some people angry about it. Um, some people, <laughs> I don't know, on, on Twitter were just uh, didn't need the reminder that Mark Stahl was going to be on the team this year. I guess I saw like people going that far with some of their memeing uh, once uh, the the announcement was made. But uh, of course, there's you know the spoiler there. Mark Stahl, Danny DeKaiser, our new alternate captains. Um, I don't, I'm fine with it. I, I think Mark Stahl is a great pick. Clearly, he's on this team to be a leader and a mentor. And uh, DeKaiser, I mean, he's this, this is a career Red Wing. This is a guy who's, you know, 
uh, come back from some severe injuries. And so far this preseason, he's playing pretty hot. So if this was about, you know, which, which defenseman was coming out with a great performance over the preseason, if any of that had to figure in, the Kaiser earned it. And, uh, you know, we've talked about that in the last couple of episodes. So I super cool with it. I'm ready to go. Uh, alternate captains, the Kaiser stall. And of course, uh, our good boy, Dylan Larkin. Can I say that? Yeah. If if you're mad about this, you're not seeing uh, the big picture. I mean, Eisenman picked guys who are probably not even going to be on the team for much longer. So probably both signers going to be a captain if you're going to start doing it by people who earn it by performance. And you don't want to give it to him outright because we haven't seen his first official NHL season yet. So you just give it to some good locker room voices and then you don't feel weird where it's somebody with, you know, like a, a longer kind of middle of the road contract where you're like, we're going to take it back uh, and give it to Mo now. It's like, no, we're just going to like give it to the more deserving defenseman once these guys hang it up, which will be in the near future. So I, I think it's a beautiful move. I, I think too, it, I don't know how deep we want to get in, con, into conspiracy theories about alternate captains because really it doesn't matter. It could change every year, but it might be kind of telling that Tyler didn't get it. Cause I, I would have, I would have pegged him or, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I would have thought that might've been a thing. I, I know we've had requests online for us to stop bringing up Tyler Bertuzzi. Unfortunately, he's still on the team. So, uh, it's, it's going to keep happening. But I, I, I wonder if, if that, uh, you know, you, you look at a guy that, uh, is drafted, by the Red Wings, has some tenure, certainly would have the ability to lead a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to dive too deep into that. I, I, I guess, uh, if anything, when I said I shouldn't even mention this, I should have just kept rolling on. Uh, we do have uh, performance art jumping in. Uh, we'll transition into uh, the, the depth chart here. Uh, do you think it's too much too soon uh, with Raymond not being uh, uh, on the team, but uh, first power play? I will say this, based on what we saw in the preseason, uh, my man can create. I, I see a power play that is going to look much improved uh, compared to the last few seasons. And everything that I saw that was improved, of course, we could say, you know, uh, I joked about this with Max Boltman, but <laughs> there, there's... Uh, I guess we got corrected too this past week, uh, Mike. It, uh, I kept saying Tangay, uh, but you know Tangay's power play certainly looks like the strategy is to take a little bit more risk. But I also begged, uh, you know, everyone to ask themselves: Do you really think Bilesmo sat there and said, "You know what? Just dig around the corners. Just have fun. Don't try and get in. Don't try and get you know <laughs> reach the zone. Don't try and create any plays. We'll just look like shit, and it'll be fine." So what I'm challenging everyone to ask themselves is uh, is the difference that we have fucking Lucas Raymond on the team and he can really play like a fourth overall pick and he, he was showing off in the preseason, I felt. So, you know, that's a situation too for a guy like Lucas Raymond where we, we've already decided, you know, the skill is there. there there's going to be instances where he's going to be making rookie mistakes, but when he's on the power play, and I, I think we've seen a good deal of it already that uh, in the preseason that he's going to be able to show off. He's going to be able to create. He's going to have the space to be Lucas Raymond. And that, that to me, I, I say load him up. 
put him on the first unit. And and when you look at this team, and we look at the second unit, uh, which we'll we'll bring this up in a second here, so you guys can see both of them. I it would I'd be pretty hard pressed to to make an argument for who's playing his position on the second union unit should have the job over Lucas Raymond. So, um, Mike, I think, I think it's probably time, right? I, I got to jump in here and uh, we got to show these depth charts and uh, yeah, let's get the visual on there. I, I got to say as, as far as too much too soon, it's, it's like, I don't know who else you would really want in there. Um, I, I don't know if we're really clamoring for, you know, Rasmussen to be on the first one. I, I, I don't know, Matt, did, did you want Gagne on the first line? I, I don't know. I just feel like we're we're at a point where there's there's not a ton of like talented options, and we might as well give this guy like if you're worried about defensive lapses, right? He's going to be out there with the man advantage, so you can kind of put that you know on the back burner. That's not going to be an issue if he's on the power play unit. And I, I, with young guys, right? You want to give them confidence, so why not put them out there with you know our best players and let them get some some numbers on the stat sheet. And I, I just, he's shown enough that I don't think he's going to look totally lost. The scary part is he already looks like one of our, one of our better goal scorers, which. Right. I mean, that's, that's telling on its own and, and yeah. how far we are from. It's kind of scary for where our, our prospects are for us. You know, what happens is when you have a poopy team, uh, like <laughs> we do, you really talk up your prospects. Uh, like you, you over talk them, uh, right. because that's all you've been paying attention to for so long. Um, well, here's our here's what it looks like now with a couple of prospects loaded in there. <laughs> uh, so this this is it, and and really uh, from what we projected, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Like what we projected, uh, you know, a couple months ago was kind of on everybody's list. But the only the only difference is really was that you can you know, flop, I'm uh, feed my kicks. He's going ape shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so on, on the first line, you're taking out Verona and putting in Lucas Raymond. Um, and then uh, as we roll down here for anybody listening uh, to the podcast, uh, let me let me roll these off actually uh, name by name. Uh, Tuzi, Larkin, and Raymond on the first line. Fabry, Suter, Zadina on the second line. Uh, Nemistikov, Rasmussen, Ernie on the third line. And then the fourth line is uh, Giovanni Smith, Mitchell Stevens, and Sam Gagne. I, I'm pretty stoked to see uh, to see my man Mitchell Stevens just automatically thrown into that uh, the fourth line. Uh, we everybody that's been listening to the show knows that uh, we're we're excited about him and uh, to see him get going. Of course, you wouldn't be a silly Red Wings fan if you weren't getting excited about a fourth line forward. <laughs> that's that's the world we live. Oh, in. Oh, you talking about Stevens? Yes. Yeah. Um, now I think, uh, there was mention too, that, uh, Rowney was, uh, sharing the load with Giovanni Smith. So we'll throw that in there. And then on the, on the, the defenseman side, we'll pull this back up here. Um, to Kaiser and Ronick, uh, on the first pairing, we'll just call it the first pairing for all we know, Letty and Siders are first pairing, but they're pairing number two. And then, uh, Mike, uh, today in practice, so you got to figure this is happening tomorrow, right? Cause it was today in practice. Mark Stahl and Gustav Lindstrom, not Troy Stetcher. Uh, the the fourth pairing was Stetcher and uh, Osterley. So um, I, I mean, I made the argument when we were doing the expansion draft. I made the argument months ago. I made the argument a couple of weeks ago. That was definitely our third pairing because of the chemistry that Stahl and Stetcher set up, uh, especially when they were activating in the offensive zone uh, and the success that they had. That surely they would be our third pairing. But uh, Gustav Lindstrom is just playing his nuts off right now. So he's right now he's he's taking the spot. 
like I said, that's what practice was today. So it could change by tomorrow. But uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, since that was what they look like today, that's, we, we have a pretty good idea. We can make our best guess. That's where we're going. Um, all right. Before nice. start, our first line nice, is going to be serious. Um, and then uh, I'd replace uh, Rass with uh, Stevenson on the third. And I, uh, uh, Stevens, right, on that one uh, for the th just switch Rasmussen and uh, Mitchell Stevens, just go uh, fourth to third for uh, for Mitchell uh, is what I think uh, you're saying, their performance art. Um, I, I want to give the opportunity to Rasmussen first, and I think at some point the bottom six will become a mess of six guys that will probably go through the Blashville Blender and um, we won't know which one's the third line or the fourth line by the end of the year. Uh, so, I, I mean, they'll, they'll be fighting for the least amount of minutes on this team because if we're going to, uh, especially if Blaschel wants to look like, um, you know, he needs another year of coaching, uh, he's going to be playing that first line a lot. <laughs> so that, that bottom six, I, I'd imagine, is going to be pretty similar for, uh, for the load. Uh, Mike, I interrupted you, though, to, to get uh, performance arts uh, thoughts in there. What... Um, no, I was just uh, you were breaking up. Was it Stetcher and Osterlayer playing together? Uh, right now, yes, as our fourth pairing. Yeah, I think uh, there's sometimes arguments to be made. Stetcher was our number two, and it's it's kind of nice to see him moving down the pecking order be, because of um, yeah. prospects actually like getting to a point where they can contribute um, at the NHL level. Um, and I, I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I'm gonna just hang on the old coattails here. Um, that bottom six is uh, it's going to be like Bobble, I think, a little bit. There's going to be guys flipping around. Uh, but I, this is this is the lineup maybe for one game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it radically changed for game two. Um, and I uh, I don't know if it's just because Stevens is a you know a, a fresher face. We're not used to his warts like we are you know Rasmussen. But I, I agree, too. I put uh, the big, meaty man slapping meat. I would probably give him a little more ice time than uh, Mitchell for now. For now. Um, I mean, Rasmussen well, looked great at the end of the season. So if I'm, if I'm co you know, clearly Blaschel <laughs> has, has seen more Rasmussen than Stevens at this point. Um, so it, it's, it's just one of those things, I think, uh, that's that's how that line's gonna gonna wrap up because of that and and if if Rasmussen looked weaker I think at the end of the season or maybe if that injury was a little bit worse from a couple of uh, you know like about a week ago um you know maybe things would be different but I I think we could have a lot of confidence that Stevens will get that get those opportunities um I did want to touch on performance arts thought uh there's a decent scoring line mi mixed up somewhere in the bottom six Especially if, uh, you know, Ernie was on pace uh, if we played an 82-game season last year. He was on pace for 20 goals at one point. Um, and we know, you know, I, I, I would say for me, the guys I'm, I'm ready to move out are, you know, Nemestikov and Gagne. I'm, I'm excited for the days that we're not shoehorning them in the lineup somewhere to get, uh, you know, some veteran leadership, some mentors. But um, I was going to say, if, if we do get Verona back at some point, you take a look at that top six, and if one of those guys is moving down, we would legitimately have again. If Ernie could play up to those uh, that performance he had at uh, the midpoint last season, think about bringing down Fabry. Think about maybe Zadina hitting that third line, and then uh, I, I would still say for the second line, if Verona comes back, 
Uh, I'd keep Sedina and Verona playing together. Uh, bring Fabry down. So your your second line is Zadina, um, Suter, and uh, Verona. Your first line stays. Hopefully they're successful. Bertuzzi, Larkin, and, and Lucas. And then that third line, who knows if it's Mitchell Stevens or Rasmussen at the time, but Adam Ernie and uh, Robbie Fabry. Uh, I just, like, it's, we joked earlier, you know, Mike, about uh, how far away we are from being competitive but i mean that's that's three scoring lines right there that's legit three scoring lines that uh, I, uh yeah could, could, I, I win just, you, could win you could win you a good chunk of games i know if wishes were fishes we'd all have a barrel but man i, I just wish it hadn't been verano that got hurt just i really wanted to see uh you have a bird laughing at that joke no oh, uh, that was a door okay. no my lady came in with cat food um, <laughs> but um yeah, I just wish it hadn't been Vrana because that that would have been, you know, him, Larkin, and Tuzi. I would have loved to see just the, you know, the rest of the, we'll call them our top six. Uh, watch those guys kind of get piecemealed around uh, with the legitimate proven pieces. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we'll play that game, but, I, you know, you wonder, too, if Lucas makes the team, if uh, if they do have a Vrana sliding in there. Um, yeah, it might be I a happy accident. I just... Excuses. Like, Verona, I would have penciled him in for, like, 60 points. Easy. But Raymond, we know he's going to have growing pains, and he's probably going to have one of those, you know, rookie 10-game slides where he just doesn't produce a single point. So, I, you know, we're optimistic, of course. It's just, you know, there aren't a lot of rookies who just completely set the world on fire. Um, right. So I'd be expecting, you know, like, 30-ish points, maybe 40. I think even that is kind of asking a lot. But that... He's going to get so many opportunities. I, I think it might be tough for him to not contribute because of all the power play time and playing on the right. top line. Uh, performance art, everybody. Time to subscribe uh, to Performance Art's YouTube channel. He, he says it right here. Okay, boys, I'm going to say it. Wings squeak into the playoffs. And, of course, Soap Dish right behind him. Not a chance. <laughs> um now we did talk about in the last episode if there was a shot of them sneaking past uh you know like montreal um you know with with what uh they're going through with carrie price right now is there that possibility that uh they're yeah, gonna drop it? and you know if, if you have one more team drop somebody's gonna sneak up and i think that's where performance arts coming from but there's always a dark horse i think i think this team has a great shot at being really fun in the second half I, they're going to be really fun this whole season because we have lucas raymond and mo cider but playing that game of if verona comes back is the most fun game in the world to play right now um mike i got nhl 22 uh first two goals of the season uh lucas raymond verona all the way oh no it's uh listen we can be optimistic right i just there's a lot of teams we'd have to leap over uh just in our own division i mean i, I would still easily take boston uh florida uh the other florida team that's the two-time cup winner <laughs> in tampa i would still take toronto <sighs> montreal I, people keep fighting me on this one I'd, probably, I'd still take montreal and the senators with tim schutzla and the pips i'm sorry I, I'm take I'm I'm gonna take us. Are you taking the wings or senators? I'm taking the wings. Um, but I, I I let's let's keep goosing everybody up here with uh, with the power play. We'll we'll keep moving on because let's we're get our goose suits on. Minutes. Yeah. All right, let's keep our goose suits on. All right. <laughs> so the first unit I practiced today. Uh, Bertuzzi's our net front. Left flank is uh, Larkin. Uh, bumper is Adam Ernie. Right flank is Lucas Raymond. 
and then quarterbacking was uh was Letty. I to me this is uh this is perfect. Uh we saw a lot of success from Ernie as uh, as the bumper last season. Uh and then everything that I loved from Lucas Raymond was him playing right flank and getting the puck over to his left flank, uh Dylan Larkin. And um, you know, as much as uh we would have liked to have more Bertuzzi preseason games. Um, and we had the question earlier in the chat. I do apologize if Bertuzzi was going to slow them down. I wonder if this is where that question was coming from. Cause I don't, he, he can keep up with, with these boys. And he was our top power play performer last year, despite only playing nine games statistically per 60, he was our top power play performer. So this first unit has a lot of potential to do well, but you're just, you know, these first couple of weeks, you wonder if Bertuzzi's still going to be getting his, his legs underneath him because he's also coming back. Uh, from a, a huge injury, just like Dylan Larkin was. And um, I mean, what, you know, what are we going to say here over the last uh, over year, he's played nine NHL games in the regular season. So that's not a lot, right? So, I mean, that, that could be something where it takes him a long while to catch up. Uh, so I, I think that's where that question was coming from. If, if he's going to slow them down, but uh, did I pull up the picture? Did I screw that up? Uh, but yeah, just to, yeah, yeah uh, for anybody uh, listening to the podcast again, it's a Tuesday in that front. Uh, Larkin and uh, Raymond on the flank, Ernie the bump, and Letty the quarterback. So that brings us to our second power play unit, is where we're going to see Mo Sider uh, start, to, start to steal the job from, from Letty. Yeah, right. Um, now this <laughs> is this is something that. Uh, you know, I think we failed to bring up was putting Hronik on uh, the left flank because, uh, man, he was uh, he was scoring them in chunks over in Europe last year when he was playing this position, the left flank on the power play. So this is this seems to be the shot. You know, this this is going to be the place where he's most successful. And um, bumper for the second power play unit is Fabry. Right flank is Zadina. Net front, Suter. I I was kind of surprised by that. I um. They they were actually subbing in Rasmussen too, so that was mentioned today by uh, by Ansar Khan, who uh, who was reporting these guys on Twitter. But um, you know, again, I for a power play unit, we you could try and fight and say no, this isn't going to be a legit power play unit. It's still the Red Wings. But again, you're putting Heronic in his wheelhouse. We all love Mo Sider. Uh, Zadina, you could argue too, is also in his wheelhouse on the right flank. Uh, Fabry had probably the strongest uh, preseason consistently for all the forwards. And I think we all became a pretty good fan of Suter too, because he, he was moving the puck despite his position on this power play being the net front present guy, uh, presence guy. Uh, so I, again, I, I think you have two solid power play units here. I, I, I think that's another thing that as we continue to, you know, I mean, we're inching closer to this season where you and I, Mike, will be at the game tomorrow. Um, I think it's just another thing to be excited about. You know, like how many times last year are we dreading seeing the second power play unit because of who was likely to come out there? And, um, you know, it, it's uh, I think one of the things I failed to mention was that Gagne was also subbing in on the first unit. But you don't have to do that. You know, it's it's just it's not a thing. Just keep them out of there. We're good. We're golden. Just no, no, no Sam Gagne on my power plays. I, I know he's had success. I know he scored some goals, but, uh, you know, like that's a positive. We're moving in the right direction. The, the <laughs> not having a Sam Gagne on one of these power play units or being able to build them up with some exciting names and not having to worry about that. A plus. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that wraps up 
you know, at least what we're seeing in practice right now uh, for these uh, forward groups, power plays. So uh, I, I think it's it's about time, Mike, that uh, we do everybody's least favorite part oh, no. of every episode. Uh, I hope Not business. Yeah, I, I hope they give like a, a half a second buffer between when we tell them to start <laughs> listening to the ad read and at the end, because I'm, I'm sure they love hearing that. But uh, everybody, I, you know, we're, we're telling you the truth here. I, I'm a DraftKings man myself. You use that promo code. All, most of the money I've made is from all the free gifts I get from DraftKings. So you guys play, <laughs> you do the THPN draft code, um, and you'll be making bank like me when they do those silly, um, you know, put a dollar down uh, that Tom Brady's going to breathe tomorrow, and you get $200. Uh, those are... Easy money, but uh, yeah, we, we have a, a, a more respectable ad read than what I'm saying right now, Mike. Um, are we doing the same ad from last time? Yes. Thank God, because another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big <laughs> draft these sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National League. New customers can bet just one dollar in NFL game and win one hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. Just so you know, fun fact, the last 0 0 tie in the NFL is in 1943. And uh, everything is past interference, and really easy to score a point. So, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions applied. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's it. All right. Mike, yes, sir. The, there was the old one uh, for Indiana. They used to have um, a specific line to call, so I, I keep screwing that up and remembering that old line. All right, Mike, we just mentioned that we're going to be at the Wings game tomorrow. Um, yes. Apologize to, uh, I guess if you listen to this later, we just lost a lot of listeners. Um, wow. <laughs> no, before you go, Mike, um, I, I just wanted to share this because the Red Wings were sharing this today. Uh, they recommend everybody's wearing a mask uh, while indoors. Uh, reserve your parking at uh, parkdistrictdetroit.com. I would, you know what, just go to ParkWiz, the app, because I went to parkdistrictdetroit.com and it just took me to ParkWiz app. So it wasn't really going to that website. Measure but, clicks, huh? Measure yeah, those that's clicks. What doing. Beautiful. Um, guys, pay attention here. All bags, purses, and clutches prohibited. Only wallets sized uh, four by six, one and a half or smaller are allowed. Uh, here, this now this is you know we're we're I feel like we're delivering real news here. Uh, food and beverage is available for purchase. Uh, use our express pickup through the District of Detroit app. Uh, uh, arena entry via mobile ticket only, and uh, all points of sale at Little Caesars Arena require cashless payment methods. So um, yeah, I thought uh, I, I kind of wanted to share that because a couple of those I just were maybe like little reminders for me. Couple I got my parking mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. A couple of those I needed because uh, I don't know where I'm going to park tomorrow. Yeah, check out uh, Parkwiz. Uh, you can actually search like Little Caesars Arena. It'll say which game 
are you visiting for? So you pick the Tampa Bay Lightning game, and then it'll give you the list of parking lots. Okay. Um, yeah. That wasn't that. That's for real. You didn't have to laugh at that. That's really how it works. You pick which game. You don't even say what day. You're saying you tell them which game you're going to. That's it's a pretty well, nifty app. Yeah, I'm pumped to do it. Um, I swear, pay me to say that. I, <laughs> I just uh, man, I don't know what we're gonna get tomorrow. Um, I don't know if we're just gonna get slaughtered by by hungry Tampa. Uh, what if we shock the world and win a game? I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Well, you bring up slaughtered, and let's do this because uh, this has to be where uh, we we begin the conversation for our uh, our preview for the Tampa Bay Lightning game. Uh, of course, our our home opener um, Thursday, seven thirty. I should say October fourteenth, not Thursday. Um, so what I wanted to show you guys was because I, I just wanted to do the comparison of um, you know with some asterisks here. Uh, what Jay Fresh's War roster builder just to show the the vastness uh, of difference between the Red Wings projection and the Tampa Bay Lightning projection, and we'll get into more. You know, we'll, we'll get into less analytics and um, you know what what's what's the story, what's the narrative behind uh, tomorrow's game, but um, or I should say, you know, maybe tonight's game if you're listening on the podcast. But uh, you know, the asterisks that come along with this, we're looking at Jay Fresh's War roster builder projected to have seventy points. Uh, that of course comes equipped with a you know, zero from Lucas Raymond. <laughs> uh, Carter Rowney's another guy that uh, I think uh, might not even be on the roster here. We have a zero for Mort Sider. So the 70-point projected uh, projection here is it's very important. We go over the asterisks. But even with that, you know, when Verano was in this lineup, it was 78 points. And if we want to say Moritz Sider is the best defenseman in the league, which we're not saying that, but even if we played that game you're probably only adding five points. So that puts us at like 85 points, right? So I, again, I'm going to get this all set up here in a second uh, so we can see Tampa Bay, but I'm only bringing this up just to show that vastness um, of how scary it could be uh, because Tampa Bay is at 111 projected points. So even if we gave all those bonus points to Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider, it's, it's still pretty far. And uh, to, to, to go over it, like, um, you know, this roster, I mean, you're talking about Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, we saw uh, last night, I mean, Ross Colton, I thought, uh, was was fine. I mean, but I, I think the bottom six for Tampa Bay is, is easily the best. Uh, I'll say one of. I don't want to get in trouble here. The best, you know, one of the best bottom sixes uh, the NHL has to offer. You can see the way it's measured here, too, from a five-on-five perspective with uh, what we have going on YouTube. Um, we also basically, say arguably the best uh, top three in hockey. Yeah, I'm I, I just rounding off this conversation because, I mean, you're clearly talking about uh, potential heart winners, uh, and I'm including Braden Point in that conversation, uh, but Point and Nikita Kucherov, uh, potential heart winners every year but um you know when you you look at that red wings roster like it really dips down fast uh we have a solid first line uh when jay fresh's roster builders working properly uh we we actually ended up if you remember scoring out in the top five in the league for first lines but uh like i said we we bottom out pretty hard and and we're talking about those third and fourth lines were ranked you know, you know at the bottom of the league so now we look at what Tampa Bay's has to offer, not only are we going to be outplayed on the first line and the second line, but we get crushed on the third and fourth line. I got an analytics that. perspective, but an it's, analytics worth, it's worth on mentioning. Paper. Man, 
Tampa Bay is the Avengers. All right. And I would say Real quick, Red, Wings, Red Wings are probably uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. And let's not forget that Infinity War, they did get the best of the Avengers uh, for just a moment there. Like, dude, don't call us plucky. All right. Somebody's got to come in sixth in this Atlantic division. Um, I don't know. That's the end of that analogy, man. It, it looks pretty bleak <laughs> for us, but somehow, by God, we end up winning a couple games this season. Did you want I, more than I don't know if this is going to be it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, they're going to be pissed. They just they got embarrassed. They're, right. That's what I want. They're looking to prove that you know. Yeah, I know we traded basically our whole third line, uh, but we're still going to be fine. And watch us embarrass uh, the Red Wings. Right, and and, and how parking app that doesn't work. And I think those are the two narratives to uh, to discuss. Um, their parking app works. You just don't go to the parkways. Um, <laughs> the the narratives, right, to uh, to dissect here, and you you just pick which one you think is more accurate. Is Tampa Bay going to be furious that their banner raising was ruined, or Mike, after two Stanley Cup runs, are they are they gassed? Is this that year that maybe maybe they start off not so hot? Maybe they pick it up at the end of the year, you know, and they, they still squeak into the playoffs and probably have a good playoff run. But is it possible, Mike, that this team is gassed? I think it's more likely that every game against Tampa is that team Stanley Cup. And Tampa's got to wake up and be like, I guess we'll show a modicum of effort tonight. So yeah, that's I, my word. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that Tampa's uh, – I don't think they're gassed. I think they, you know, are facing every team's big, you know, like largest, most sustained 60-minute effort. And, I mean, I feel like the Red Wings are going to be giddy to, you know, have a good performance. You know, Lucas Raymond is is going to be champing at the bit to, you know, prove himself. Um, I, I – I don't think it's going to be a game where we get shut out. I think there's going to be, you know, some goal scoring by the Red Wings. Um, I, I still think it would be a responsible bet if you were putting money down, you know, probably, you know, six to three Tampa Bay. I, I'd at least say this. If, if uh, we're going to talk betting, I, I, I'd go if you if you need to put money down on the Red Wings, don't. Go for the win. Go for that puck line. Give yourself the goal and a half. Because I, I think there's potential for this being the opening night. Lucas Raymond being excited. Cider being excited. Uh, and there is potential for them being gassed. But I, I'll do this. I, my my argument for that, um, Tampa Bay is going to be, you know, at the end of the season, one of your strongest five-on-five teams. And they struggled last night to get shots on. You know, they struggled last night to get uh, chances against a, a depleted Pittsburgh Penguins team. So that will turn around. They have, you know, to talk about the two guys, I think that could challenge for the heart and um, uh, to, to bring up Braden point and Kucherov again, that's going to turn around uh, from the perspective of them looking bad last night. Vasilevsky was only a minus 0.34 goals above expected. So basically you're looking at that expected goals number. How many goals did he actually allow? And it was only a minus uh, 0.34. So even Vasilevsky, I mean, that's, that's not even, I, I want to bring that up. It's not statistically significant to say there's a problem, but it's significant in the idea that we talk about it and mention that Vasilevsky's fine too. So none of these really pointed to, um, in, in my mind, they didn't really point to um, 
what I want to say, a team that's gassed. It just felt like puck bounces weren't weren't going their way because they still got uh, a good good amount of Corsi uh, four, I guess, for their team. So they're throwing the puck at the net. They just weren't getting the shots or um, getting you... the right chances on net. So I, I I would make the argument things could turn around fast for them. Yeah. Do you? Uh, good question, man. Do you know? Did have they announced as a grace that we're going to see tomorrow? I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, they haven't, I, I guessed that it was going to be Grice. And then I, I had a graphic put together too. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'll be wrong. And I don't want that up there. But, um, <laughs> my, my guess would be Grice kind of for the same reasons we were already talking about Sam Gagne and, uh, Nemistikov being in the lineup. Uh, I think, I think Grice is right now the safety net. That's the guy we know. That's, uh, that's the guy who had the nice ending to uh, the second half and, for all intents and purposes of talking about preseason mattering, uh, you know, Ned didn't play out of his mind. Fantastic. So I think, I think it would be fine to assume that Grice is going to start tomorrow, but uh, I'm fully prepared to be as wrong as could be. <laughs> yeah. We, you remember last season when, uh, when Grice started getting a, a little bit more consistency, like going start to start. Uh, that he his numbers you know got a lot better so you know maybe they want to try and get him off on the right foot this season and uh, Nadelkovich maybe uh, you know we're just going to be doing a smaller sample size for him I don't know if they're going to be you know fifty fifty maybe it'll end up being sixty forty or maybe even more than that uh, kind of leaning towards Grice but you know obviously performance is going to be there and like you said you know kind of the devil they know. So maybe they want to do a little control experiment and see what the team looks like with the Grice goalie that they know with, you know, Cider and Letty playing in front of them. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, it's probably going to be Grice. And I'm bummed only because I want to, you know, we want to see all the shiny new toys on, on night one. But, uh, you know, we'll be staring at Cider all, all night anyway and we won't even pay attention to who's in goal. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, Eric's here. What's up, my man? Tristan hey. just got here. What's going on, Tristan? Uh, so, Mike, real quick, I think we'll yes, sum this up for the Tampa Bay Lightning game. Uh, my my pick, and I'm sorry to say, because it is opening night, Mike, we're going to be hanging out with the Red Wings fans at the game. I, I am picking Tampa 5-3. to three. So uh, that thing I told you about doing the puck line, uh, that goes against that. So don't you, – you take Tampa on the puck line if it goes 5-3. to three. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's where I'm going five to three. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's going to look ugly. I think it's going to be an empty netter at the end. I think it's just going to be, uh, something where the Red Wings are going to play. The strategy I think is going to be different compared to last year. I think they're really going to let these guys go. And I think we're probably sniffing a power play goal. There's going to be some power play goals from, from Tampa though. I still don't have a ton of confidence in our penalty kill. And, um, that'll be, that'll probably be it. It'll just, we won't be able to keep up and, uh, empty at the end, it'll be close. I'm going to predict that nobody remembers the score of this game, but they are going to remember if Cider takes out Kucherov on a big check. Oh yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I think people are going to be a lot. Oh, I'm going to count myself and then speak for a lot of people. I think we're going to be a lot more excited to see Cider against like some of the most dazzling offensive talent that the NHL has just to see what kind of, you know, mustard he puts on a few hits and see if he can, you know, have, have a few moments where he can go, oh, kind of look into the future and, like, with a little more development, you know, clean up some rookie mistakes. My God, this this guy's a real prospect. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. 
now sure. we've got one we've got one prediction in the chat mike and it's coming from tristan uh but i, I he's this is dirty this is i don't know why he's got to be so salty here uh tristan's uh it's it's less of a prediction and just more of like a want but uh, he should pick uh, carter rowney should pick a nice suit that screams healthy scratch for tomorrow's game doggy uh tristan why you gotta be why you gotta do rowney dirty like that Oh um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, if he, I hope he goes like the Steve Harvey or like the Seth Rollins route, like a really loud, like cat stretch suit. You know, every night he's not playing. Yeah, I um, I just watched the Steve Eiserman uh, interview with uh, with Bally Sports, and um, you know, his, what he talked about and the way he wants the season to play out. He even mentioned it by name, but Giovanni Smith is getting that start in Game One tomorrow, no doubt in my mind, because uh, Eiserman said. Giovanni Smith is on his mind for guys he's setting roster spots aside for so that they he can see what they look like. And he did mention Rasmussen as well. So that was a talking part uh, point earlier in the in the episode. We kind of probably could have brought that up. But uh, yeah, I Jay Fresh is bringing up uh, Brownie and his projection for the roster. But I, I, I do think it's going to be Giovanni Smith. Uh, no, no doubt after listening to that um, Eisman interview with Bailey. Also, Mike, uh, clearly. Career in politics on the way for Iserman because uh, besides him saying that, literally nothing else in a three-minute answer to one question. Like, just <laughs> just politicking his way to get out of the interview. It was it was fun to watch and also mind-numbing and eyeball rolling. And, um, whoa. Yeah. There goes um, my headset. All right. So, I Mike. I can't remember if we had anything else, but, uh, again, it's – for for Red Wing fans just desperate to see some of these prospects pan out, I knowing that he's going up against uh, uh, McDonough and Hedman, it, it, it might be a little tough uh, for our boy Lucas. So I'm not expecting uh, you know a bunch of you know like a hat trick from him. I, I think he might get schooled a little bit, but I, I am really excited to see what Cider can do against somebody like Kucherov. This this is going to be a really cool uh, you know get your feet wet <laughs> against uh, somebody who I, I think he's probably my favorite player, uh, you know, outside of the Red Wings. So I'm, I'm really pumped to see what happens. Uh, I actually wanted to throw this out there too, because uh, she was actually just, um, she was just featured, I think on ESPN. So I, I just learned about um, Manon. I, I think it's Rome, but uh I was going to ask Tristan to correct me, but what's he going to do? Type it out. <laughs> um, but she's going to be on the Bally Sports uh, Detroit Hockey broadcast, which is funny because um, I, I don't know. Is that Tristan? You could let me know this. Uh, is that just for the Tampa game? Because that's that's where she uh, signed a contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 1992, uh, appearing in a preseason game. Uh, so that you know, huge female goaltender uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, uh, Tristan's thrown out there too. Uh, looking forward to seeing Raymond's first NHL goal tomorrow. I don't know, man. He, he's going against a uh, pretty big uh, D, man. I, I would be. I, I would think that we're going to see something out of Cider, and this is maybe not the game where I, you know, expect a lot out of Raymond. Tristan's got it, Mano Rayom. Rayom. Um. All right. So, Mike, we have uh, another game coming up this weekend. So I'll be going live uh, right after we play uh, the Canucks. We'll have our next episode just kind of recorded as like a post game. 
Uh, I don't know about this game. I don't know if I want to be outside the diner where the girl I really wanted to date is drinking a milkshake with two straws with somebody else. I, I don't know if I can watch it. Oh, yeah, because they're boys. Of course, we're talking about Pedersen. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be hard for me to stomach. Yeah, was, he's in, uh, he's in the wrong jersey. My favorite segment all summer, the Elias Pedersen offer sheet watch. But, uh, of course, it didn't go our way. Super sad. Um, and it is. it probably will be a little tough to watch. But, really, when we think about it, it's just not how the NHL works. And, uh, you know, you just you don't offer sheet, guys, Mike, or else you, you get in trouble later with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. Uh, so let's pull this up. We were just talking earlier about uh, Jay Fresh's War Roster Builder to kind of give you an idea of how far apart the two teams look from an analytics perspective. So it's not anything where we say that's the hard and fast only way to look at this because clearly we're going to talk about narratives as well. But uh, we brought up the Red Wings were, were a 70-point projection from Jay Fresh. Of course, no point projection for Lucas Raymond, no point projection for uh, Moritz Sider. And, of course, they'll affect the power play as well, which is also uh, in these uh, point totals here. That's, that's a huge part of it. But still, even if we added a ton of, you know, we what did we say? We, we brought it up to 85 points instead of 70 points. Um, really, with Jay Fresh's projection here, we, we have a Vancouver Canucks team that is stronger than the Detroit Red Wings, but still outside of the playoffs, uh, projecting them to be 18th. Um, so a little bit closer, uh, in regards to competition, I would say, um, I, I think there's, there's probably, you know, an argument too, that there's a plus or minus five points going either way. I always say that when I'm looking up Jay Fresh's war roster builder. So if we get to play that game, Mike, of maybe we're at 85 points, I'm going to add another five points. Cause that's my, that's my game with Jay Fresh. And then we'll take away five points from Vancouver. And there, there we get, we did it. Uh, 84 points for Vancouver, 90 points for Detroit. All right, I'm just being an asshole now. But um, long story short here, this this should be something that is uh, an opportunity for us to uh, at least go in. It's not anything, you know, it's, it's the NHL. There's a rubber puck bouncing on the ice. But as fans, as guys who sit here and pretend we're analysts for uh, the sport and for uh, the Detroit Red Wings, we can go into this game a little bit more confident is basically the point I'm coming to. Then we should be going into that Tampa Bay game. Um, and there's more than one reason. There's some narratives wrapped into it. But holy shit, uh, does Vancouver's defense just not impress me in any way. Uh, Quinn Hughes, of course, uh, for me, is, is the star on this defense. Uh, now he's uh, finally challenging uh, the ekman Larson contract uh, <laughs> and getting paid more. But um, Quinn struggled from an analytics perspective. It was something with uh, zone exits was an issue. Um, and uh, for all intents and purposes, I mean, it was a struggle top to bottom from an analytics perspective for Quinn. And he ended up uh, being in the bottom half in the league when we, you look at those, uh, those player cards, either from Jay Fresh or Evolving Hockey. But of course, again, that's just you looking at it from an analytics perspective. I would still trust Quinn Hughes. Uh, I almost said with my life, but not with my life, but I trust him with my second pairing on <laughs> my defense. But I, I mean, the weakness is this first pairing for Vancouver. And, um, you know, there, there's some definite weaknesses in the bottom six that uh, the Red Wings could take advantage of uh, as we take a look at this roster here. But, Mike, I, I think the main thing here for me, and I'll go back to Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson, they have yeah. two preseason games under their belt because they waited so long to sign their damn contracts. Uh, but on top of that, 
Vancouver, this will be their third game in four nights when they play Detroit. So I think a good opportunity here for the Red Wings to take advantage of uh, hopefully a tired Vancouver team and one with an Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, who I would say are the two most dangerous guys on that team. They're not ready to go. So they're playing a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. We saw what that did to the Red Wings in the preseason, playing uh, eight games in 11 days, of course, spread out between two different teams. But, uh, you know, at the tail end of that, saw a lot of Lucas Raymond, and he looked tired by that last preseason game. So that, I mean, that's something you can't ignore. So we're, we're going to talk about the fact that this is a game the Red Wings could definitely look, they could look pretty goddamn good um, if things turn out the right way. Yeah. But uh, the narrative behind this is this, this is an opportunity to also get on top of a tired Vancouver Canucks team. Yeah, um, I think it's a great spot to, you know, take advantage of that, like you said. Uh, and I, for some reason, Matt, I hope it's not just you and I. I know the listeners of the show, the viewers of the show, know our love affair with, with Pedersen. And I'm hoping that maybe Stevie Y just kind of walks by and, you know, just throws a little wink you know, at our boy Cider. I, I think this is going to be our first win. I, I don't think we're going to see it tomorrow. That's okay. I've I've already prepared myself mentally for it. Matt, this is this is right for a Red Wing victory, I think. Well, yeah, if we're, if we're improving too, right? Like, um, we, we've got a sniff. We're going to be closer to that 500 points percentage. We were 429 last year, and we finished the second half of the season uh, uh, right at 500, right? Uh, or maybe we were a, a game above. Uh, a 500 points percentage. Uh, so to see us go 50-50, I mean, it, it just makes sense. You know, eventually there's going to be some overtime losses mixed in there, and that's how the losses are going to pile up on top of the wins. But um, this is this is one of those games. I, I think there's, there's an opportunity to really take advantage of the fact that they're coming in in their third game in four nights. You've still got, uh, you know, Quinn and Pedersen, not ready to go, I'm just going to say, because it's pro sports and we see that all the time. We're going to make the argument that Tyler Bertuzzi might slow us down. So why not those two guys slowing him down, especially with Quinn coming off of a terrible, <laughs> terrible year. So all that wrapped together, Mike, I think uh, how, how we want to wrap these up, not necessarily from a betting perspective, but just a win-loss perspective. I, I, I think this is another one with uh, some goals going in. I'm, I'm going uh, I'm going four to three. Detroit on this one. Give me three to two. I like the goal differential. I just think a few fewer goals are going in. Give me three. All right. Uh, last thing to point out here, Tristan's given us not only uh, his win-loss uh, for the uh, couple of games here, he's saying 37, 35, and 10 for 84 points and sixth in the Atlantic. Woo! Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely an opportunity here to do that. Um like when we were when we were doling out uh, our our point projections, when there was a Verona involved, uh, we we didn't include Lucas Raymond, and we didn't know how how well uh, yeah how well he was going to play in the preseason. So when we did that, we were looking at around eighty three points, I think, is what we projected because I did the plus or minus five points with the the J Fresh roster builder, and at the time it was seventy eight points. So we got all the way up to eighty three. So uh, I'm not going to sneeze at eighty four. And um, yeah, again, looking at Lucas Raymond right now, looks, I mean, he's on the team. We didn't even project that, but uh, he looks like a fourth overall pick for me. Uh, he's just certainly going to have some rookie mistakes mixed in there, but I uh, just, 
skill wise. I can't yeah. tell you how many. I can't tell you how many times. How many times last year we said, "Listen, as long as we are at home and we have absolutely zero injuries and we have our full lineup, man, we can win half of the time, guaranteed." So we've added a couple players, but I'm just we we made that like very pointed mark of what a Red Wing victory trend looks like, and we're very good. Half the time at home, zero injuries. So, man, out of these two games, no injuries. One of them, one of them's at home. Uh, they're both at home. All right, so I feel pretty good about winning half of those games. So, Matt, give me a loss tomorrow, Vancouver. <laughs> Come on, Matt. What? Oh, we are at home for. Uh, you're right for oh, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, we're going to win one of those two games, and the Canucks game is going to be good. <laughs> you could have just said that we're going to beat the Canucks. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's, I'm kind of looking at the uh, comments here, making sure I didn't miss anything. I got to thank you guys for all tuning in. Soap Dish. Uh, Soap Dish, we have to have a conversation. Uh, we were chatting uh, privately on Facebook and life. Uh, has a way of getting in the way, but uh, soap dish nine nine nine. I just hope they're a lottery team. So he'll he'll take he'll take the eighty three points, eighty four points, just as long as we can sniff Shane Wright and that beautiful first pick. Uh, we we need that shot, Mike. I, I think um, like something like the Verona injury. Um, I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the Red Wings and the Iser plan. Um, I'm wondering if there's another Verona injury on its way, you know, we'll get a good look at a couple of these guys, build up some trade value. And then, you know, another guy will get hurt while there's no media people around on practice, just like Verona did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if the next domino to fall, Matt, we, uh, we talked about our, um, our hot takes the last, yeah. last episode. And, uh, I mean, you got to expect Bertuzzi being out the door, too. That's my two-to-one hot take. Oh, man. People are so angry at you for that. I, what are they mad about? They, they don't like it. They you don't better s- keep Bertuzzi on your team, Mike. He's a hero. What's... He's an American hero. God damn How many games has he played in the last two seasons? How are we so enamored of a guy who's not on the ice? No, it's, I mean, when we talked about being... We're like sacrificing a, a portion of our cap space to a guy who doesn't want to take a shot. I, let's a hockey shot. <laughs> I don't want to get into that again. I know everybody knows how we feel. With all due respect, I think Batman said like 99% of the players are taking a shot. And then there's like four guys. <laughs> there's like four guys left. And somebody, we got one of them. Somebody tweeted out earlier today that uh, Tyler Bertuzzi makes up 25% of all NHL players who have not been vaccinated. <laughs> Um, let me, uh, uh, throw this out there. You were mentioning Batman, uh, Mike, the ESPN opening night. Yes. Biggest, according to Gary Batman, biggest opening night in two decades. Uh, viewership wise. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Just a big, it was humongous. It was the biggest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> viewership. Yes. Uh, sorry. Um, Who's calling I, the game on TNT tonight? Barkley? What's up? Is Charles Barkley calling uh, the game tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Have we confirmed that yet? 
I know that he's a part of the broadcast because uh, I saw I saw a snippet. Somebody uh, took a picture of him talking with uh, Cooper from uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning because I guess they're buddies somehow. So I mean, you gotta you gotta squeeze in your TNT talent uh, into the you, you got like ESPN did it right. I think I think they told a wonderful story about the ESPN music and then they mixed in like who is ESPN and have them you know, tell everybody, seriously, hockey's pretty good. And that, you know, viewership went up. You got an amazing game with that, uh, the first Seattle Kraken game. Yeah. Even though, you know, the Golden Knights cheated at the end. I don't know if you saw the puck get kicked into the fucking net. What are we doing? What the fuck? How is that a goal? I, did you, did everybody see I, it? I didn't see that. No. I know we're out. going long here because I only wanted to do the two previews, but oh my God. I, real quick, let me, it's the Red Wings rant and I haven't ranted yet today. Um, not a goal in any way, shape, or form. But my real problem is if we're going to allow that goal that went in for the Golden Knights last night, what the fuck are we doing? Just let guys kick the puck in the net. What? Well, what when did we decide that you couldn't use any part of your body to get the puck in the net? Why is that a good like why does that make sense? I'm just glad that they really started enforcing that after Holmstrom retired because that was that guy's <laughs> whole stick was uh flinging pucks off his ass, off his face, off his nuts. Well, you can do your nuts. I don't think he ever, I don't think he ever use handled the puck into the net. The go to the NHL rule book. You can use your scrody to get the puck in the net, but you can't kick it but again i'm my problem really is that we're coming up with these ridiculous rules i i i think just let them kick it in the net and then i don't have a problem with it then this goal that happened last night that wasn't a goal according to the rule book this bullshit about he angled his skate oh he, he picked up mike he picked up his foot and twisted his ankle and moved his leg forward so he could angle his skate to hit the puck into the net no that's a that's a fucking kick so the difference between angling your skate and a kick is if the puck hits your toe or not, I guess, which is not a thing. That's not a, right. like ask soccer players. All right, so Side I have foot a, all the time. I have it going right now, man. Let me see. I'm gonna do a real reaction here. Let's see how mad I get. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not a goal. What is that bullshit? He fucking kicked me forward. What? That's beautiful. <laughs> Okay, that is really egregious. That is really bad. I I just don't get it. Like, wait. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen guys tip it in off their foot that doesn't move, and even then, you know that they're like politicking their own body. That's a deliberate, like premeditated puck kick. Somebody said it was the best way for Seattle fans to be introduced to the NHL. Just, you know, getting fucked over by a dumb rule. Like, welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's got to be hockey's tuck rule. I got to think, right? <sighs> I don't know. As long it's as, just, you're, as, long every... as you're, you're oscillating the hip instead of, like, kicking with the kneecap, I guess it's, so... it's not technically a, a kick. I don't know, man. There's, there's no defense for that. It's just, it's it's funny to me because you let Drapes take one off the teeth when we won the cup in 08. Uh-huh. It's like, 
why like why do we draw the line why aren't we drawing the line at no don't hit your face with this puck because you could die so that's the rule you can't use your face to knock the puck in the net because you could you could get hit in the head and you're gonna lose 10 years off your life like that's a rule that makes sense saying you can't kick the puck into the net because <laughs> we're using sticks darn it run his face into the ice but don't you goddamn <laughs> kick that puck um wow man that, if, right. you guys haven't, if you guys haven't watched that it's, it's infuriating oh yeah Fethdar's right there Fethdar's uh I, I like this 100 with Fethdar he's he's ready to trade Bart he's good <laughs> Seattle's intro uh to the NHL poor Seattle you know no, uh, I think it's time to wrap up, though. Mike, did you want to go through your fantasy hockey team that you drafted while we were uh, talking? Oh, yeah, I rolled the dice on too many names, man. I, I don't know if you want it. My first, I'll do my your first, first five. Picks. Your first five are incredible. Um, I got. Uh, I, I I was shocked that he dropped because I picked sixth in a snake draft, Matt Kucherov. Um, of course, I did end up taking uh, Elias Patterson in about the seventh round or eighth round. Yeah, he oh, really dropped. Um. And then was there a couple other I was, I was kind of excited about? Um, but Huberdeau? Yeah. Um, he's going to be all right for me. I'm going to get Palat, so I'm going to have him and Kucherov. Hopefully they have a, a good season together. And, uh, man, I rolled the dice on Crosby because people freaked out because he's going to be out for, like, two games. But, I, I mean, he still averages. You, you, did, you did look that up? I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah, he's only going to be out like two games. Um, and then I'm going. I'm going uh, with Carolina. They know how to keep goalies, and they know when to get rid of them. Unfortunately, so man, they took. Uh, I took Anderson as my goalie, and I took Flurry, uh, the guy who won the best night. So I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I was. I was reading the hockey news today. They said uh, that was a good move by Carolina to get rid of Nadelkovic. <laughs> very rarely pays off to overpay your rookies which i i wouldn't call it an overpay to give a goalie three billion but uh so yeah i mean without reading it you're right there with uh with uh the hockey, it was, no wait what did i say yeah the hockey news i said the hockey writers didn't i yeah. uh, that's a that's a blog i think um no, i, I just got a couple red wings too don't worry um i peppered my team with uh at the last couple rounds so i do have Veronic. i didn't get burnt i do have uh Larkin and I do have a uh, former Red Wing um, alumni, Matt, Anthony Mantha, available in the last round. I I like it. I mean, clearly I'm going to be a homer here, and I I really like the Larkin pick because I think a lot of people are just going to look at what the you know. I waited. I waited for Larkin. Yeah, there nobody they're wanted Red Wings. The, yeah. the points per season the last couple of years, but I mean, we just talked about it. I mean, Ray, Raymond's on the first power play now. This is a guy that's making offense. It, I'm ready. To I, go. Bought, I bought low on him, and he's yeah. playing with he's playing with Luke. Yeah, just don't draft him in the first round. Hell no, no. No, did you pick up Lucas Raymond too? He's still out there, man. Nobody wants nice. him. So nice. I'm one injury away from bringing him aboard. I I would say probably he'll go on a hot start, and then uh, he'll taper off. So you want to pick him up now, and then drop him in a couple of weeks is how I do it. So I want to pick him up for this Tampa game, and then drop him for the Vancouver game. So uh, Fethdar, he lets go goaltending go to hell, and just focuses on scoring categories. I think I'm guilty of that as well. Uh, but he did pick up Ned. Um, oh, and, I picked uh, up Grace. I forgot I picked up another red wing. Hey, there you go. You guys are working together. You guys are probably in the same league. Um, 
I also picked up Varlamov on the Islanders because he always does both for me. Jared, uh, Jared Shaw, uh, Jared, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here. I don't, uh, I feel like we don't see you too often in, in the comments here, but he likes your team. Now, I was thinking you had pasta, but I forgot that you. I just went missed for, out on the I, pasta, man. Right, you yeah. you were going to get pasta, and then you went for Huberdo. So that's where I was, that was the one where I was like, holy fuck, he's still available? Like, he's going to, yeah, he's going to sniff the top of the league of goals. Um, past, pasta's, uh, Yeah. All right, I got. All right, I'm gonna throw a few more guys out there so you guys seem interested. I did take Seth Jones. I did do it. Um, I did take Latang, and he again is on the stat sheet. You know, the Seth Jones thing is that the entire league and the GMs. It's like Matthew Stafford, where every GM has said, "No, Stafford has it. He just needs to be on the right team. He needs to be in the right situation." And. yeah, Seth, Seth Jones gets ranked pretty high among all defensemen. It's the analytics community that that doesn't like him. But, I I mean, if you're going to look at that situation and say, all right, now he gets to play with his brother in Chicago, let's see what happens. And he's you know? playing in front of a, a Vesna winner. Um, and then I also uh, rounded out the D-man with Krug, um, Ekholm from Nashville. And, uh, yeah, that was about yeah. it. Is this a two-person league? What the fuck? This is a great team. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do in fantasy, but if we were drafting a real team, I think I'd be pretty sad. Yeah, if, if this was like uh, your NHL 22 draft, it's fantastic. Um, I do highly recommend, by the way, everybody plays uh, the expansion draft if you are getting NHL 22. I did the, I did one yesterday in Seattle. Yeah. Um, it is hard, you know, considering they're actually playing with people's lives and real money. Um, I still had a tough time, <laughs> so uh, yeah, throw that out. Oh, and uh, you know what? Last thing to mention, Mike, before we sail off, uh, Dennis yeah. Chalowski is available. Uh, Seattle uh, oh, has him on waivers him? right now. Wow! So they they're they they're gonna send him down. Um, and I, I mean, this is this is an opportunity for the Red Wings to just be like, we we liked Chalowski, so we think he fits. Just now, you're you know. Uh, let me see what that contract is. But I, I, I'll say this: I would have no problem if they brought him back. Uh, zero issue with that at all. Uh, but I'm also not sitting here saying, "Oh, they better bring back Chalowski. Um Yeah, one year, nine hundred thousand dollars, Mike. Um, I think we can make that work. I think we, we got a little room in the payroll. We got my uh, my Patterson slot um, available. Bring on board. Uh, also, my team name is the Stink Puckles. Stink Puckles? Right, instead, well. instead of Stink Pickles, we're the Stink Puckles. <laughs> um, Fethdar threw out there uh, Svechnikov sign the other day too. Is that um, that's that's Evgeny signing with uh, Winnipeg? Because uh, I did see that he's going to be starting for Winnipeg uh, either tonight or tomorrow, so he's going to be on their fourth line. Oh, Jared. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I said this. I said this earlier. Grab up Chalowski, put him back in Grand Rapids as a backup. I like. I kind of said that too. I was like, I mean, pick him up. He's not going to fit anywhere on this team. But uh, you know, he can go back down in Grand Rapids. Like, you just play that game where he goes right back on waivers. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there's Fet. Yep, with the with the Jets. I think that's pretty cool for Svetch. It's pretty. I mean. It, that's a deep 
set of forwards when, uh, I mean, I know we all were excited for Svechnikov. He had his moments where uh, he was our top points per 60 guy last year. Of course, that's, you know, it's a very small sample size. Um, but they're throwing him on the fourth line. They're trying to create a scoring line on the fourth line in, in Winnipeg. And I think you've always got Hellebuck to throw out there. You've got one of the best goaltenders uh, in the world. So I, I think Winnipeg Jets are always somebody to be afraid of. And I think uh, throwing out a Svechnikov on the fourth line to, to give yourself four lines of scoring opportunity, it's, that's, it's going to be pretty scary. Uh, it's perfect for Halloween, man. All right, we got we got to wrap up here. Um, all these little thoughts that just kept popping in my head. Uh, I'll see you guys uh, after the game um, Saturday. Might might be a little bit later than just the game. Uh, I am going to be uh, doing some dinnering and movieing uh, for my birthday. So uh, as long as that uh, timing works out, uh, hopefully not too late, but probably close to like eleven o'clock or something. But, uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys all there. And we'll, we'll have fun. We'll chat about uh, that win against Vancouver. It'll be fun. Hopefully we're not Woo! chatting about something worse. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Cut. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>